Real Fun DC. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Industry Night on Real Fun DC with Nikki Nellis. The first time joining us. A quick background, I have been covering the DC food, wine, and hospitality scene for over 18 years. You may hear me every Sunday with my husband David on Foodie and the Beast. We've been on for over 12 years. You probably also hear me once or twice a week on WTOP Radio where I do regular roundups and trend reports. Of course, you should be following me on social media at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S. And if you want to stay up to date on the latest and greatest happening all over the D.C. area when it comes to food and wine, it's the list, areyouonit.com, an online e-zine that goes out to over 40,000 subscribers and um, has been my baby for the last 18 years. Uh, and that's really where everything's happened. So a couple of housekeeping notes before we kick into the show. It is time to set the table for Easter and Passover. I know it feels far away, but it's here before you know it. And even though the light is at the end of the tunnel with this pandemic, you still need to get these orders in early. We need to give the restaurant as much help as possible when it comes to special holidays. So Passover and Easter, there are so many options available. Let somebody else help you set your table this year. Of course, your spring is totally going to get activated because there are activations happening all over the city. You can find out more about that in the list or you want it.com. Same thing with patio pleasures. Wait till you see what awaits for you. As I plea on every show, please support your restaurants. Again, just because the light is at the end of the tunnel does not mean it's over. So please do what you can to help support area restaurants. Have you been invited to join Clubhouse? What is the new social media phenomenon and why should you be in on it? Later in today's show, I'll be chatting with Rita Goodrow, international speaker and business strategist and success coach about what a success coach actually does. Rita, what does a success coach actually do? And how can they help you with your success, or maybe my success? And what is this clubhouse, and how does it all play into the success? But first, I'm going to be talking to Eric Brunner-Yang. He's back. We're going to do a little pandemic year in the review because he launched this Power of 10 initiative, and Eric is just everywhere right now. So Eric, hop on the line, please. Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. Well, it's always a pleasure. So Eric, let's just talk a little bit about what this year has been like for you uh, with all your restaurants and, and everything you've been doing. I mean, you have your fingers in so many pots. So let's just talk about every sort of contortion that you had to do uh, in order to make it work this year. <laughs> yeah, I guess today is actually the... Uh one year anniversary right that, since the city shut down yeah right crazy right? yeah crazy. crazy um i mean you know we did a couple of things uh you know on a, on a personal note um you know for the last year i've been kind of down strangely you say i've been kind of doing a lot but i've actually feel like i've been mostly downsizing i in april i got laid off april last year i got laid off as the executive chef of Ann pizza and then at the end of 2020, you know, I left my restaurants at the Line Hotel, um, which was a project that I had been a part of for over a decade. Mm. Um, so to me, but you know, 
I'm the kind of guy that likes to stay busy. So we, you know, we replaced a lot of that work with really just community building um, type stuff. And we formed the Power of 10 initiative. And if you're not familiar, um, we try to raise $10,000 a week to create or sustain 10 full-time jobs and service a thousand free meals in any community in America. And so far uh, we've raised over a million dollars and have supported 65 small businesses and served actually 300,000 meals um, in count still going strong and uh, thanks for releasing our press release last week as we um, try to um, directly support some businesses from a donor in Montgomery County mm-hmm. and um, you know the work continues. Well so let's talk about that because it was such an interesting idea when you launched the Power of 10. Was that something you saw someplace else or was it did you just do the math because what I think what's really interesting about the pandemic is you know like Listen, we all have seen what Jose Andres has done with World Central Kitchen, and it's so brilliant. Um, but, you know, this was the first time in the pandemic that he put restaurants back to work. You know, like when the um, federal government shut down a couple of years ago, like I went down and volunteered in his kitchen because he used volunteers to do the work. But this was a way to get restaurants involved to put money in the pockets. And that's it seemed like it was coming, like you had created this concept. Yeah, I think people think that, you know, the restaurant business is more complicated than it really is. It's just, mm-hmm. you buy food, you pay your, your workers, your suppliers, and your other fixed costs, and you, you know, you, you sell the goods, right? right. Um, and so essentially, it's really just started with like, what do I need to do for my own businesses to survive this pandemic and try to keep as many jobs going like what do we need you know what do our sales need to be every week right mm-hmm. and uh also around all around the same time starting for, you know we sponsored our first restaurant by march 26 2020 so we're talking about we mobilized within 11 days of the pandemic shutting down yeah. and we saw you see a lot of restaurants across nationwide they were doing gofundmes and all these different things to try to raise funds um which were all very necessary but not sustainable so, you know, as we're a year into the power of 10, because we've created this program, we've created something that's sustainable, that's constantly, um, you know, we're constantly raising money and, and giving back. So it's not just like this little one-off that helps for a small portion of time. We can continue to do the work and continue to support. As you know, the pandemic's gone in waves. Um, the aid has, aid came out, but it takes a long time for it to process. So we're really grassroots stopgap measure at these different things happen. Well, and so let me ask you a question because I think the lay person may not understand this. Like it, as the pandemic abates, how does Power 10 initiative evolve? Because it's still a necessity, right? Like there's still always people to feed. Right. It's still a necessity. And even as the pandemic kind of trick, you know, slows down or we're kind of getting it under control a little bit. The people that needed these meals, they needed the meals before the pandemic and more and more families needed it because of the pandemic. So it's not like the need for meals in this country is ever going to go away. Right. Hopefully, you know, the American Rescue Plan, which is going to put a lot of money back into um, people's homes um, and increase in a lot of benefits. And hopefully, you know, it's one of the biggest anti-poverty acts that this country is ever had and it's super commendable but it's only still temporary um you know not all the laws that were created are, are, are long term so um you know i think we'll see a big shift in food security issues in the u.s but you know the pandemic only made them worse and only really just highlighted problems that already existed 
No, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I, I hate to say that that's a silver lining. It's not, but it gave such a strong spotlight. I mean, you know, ever since I've been in this industry, there's always been people beating the drum about, you know, like Debbie Shore, who you know, like, you know, uh, No Kids Hungry and, uh, you know, uh, the Capillary Food Bank. I mean, there's so many people who are beating the drum, DC Central Kitchen, et cetera, about people who don't have access to healthy, nutritious food. Um, and that, you know, given where the United States with the land of plenty, the, the numbers pre-pandemic were already staggering. So the fact that, you know, the fact that we've left it to the government to fix is kind of silly because the truth is nobody knows how to feed people like chefs, right? Like you guys, you know how to figure it out. You know how to lay it out on the table. Yeah, we don't let the rules, uh, we don't like processes, right. uh, bureaucratic processes uh, keep us from doing what we're doing. And and I think that was what great about Power of 10. We really had no structure to start. And, um, you know, it was a lot of just like, make these meals, take it to this location, here's your check, you know? And it was very simple. And, and that's really, you know, helping people should be that simple. We don't need to make it complicated. Well, I think that's uh, terrific. And I apologize for the dog barking in the background, but this is how we do radio these days. It's just the way it it's works. It's all good. Uh, so, um, I want to talk about lastly, you, you always have your fingers in other pots too. So there is a huge event coming up, um, Hate Against Asian American and Pacific Islanders. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the event? Yeah, so it started with just a one-off dinner um, that Mission Michelin started. And she, you know, she does these great dinners at her home. I think you guys have spotlighted her on the show before. And, and she kind of corralled us together to do this dinner on March 25th. Um, and then Kevin really we to do that dinner we had to build a you know pretty good infrastructure just to pull off the one dinner so kevin was like kevin tn from moon rabbit is who i'm talking about kevin was like if i got to build this infrastructure out just to pull off this one dinner let's just go all out um you know the the the, the chefs in our community we've been communicating about what to do and how to do it um and kind of like kind of like power of 10 it's like instead of us just doing a million one-offs it would be more impactful if we coordinate um, and just do it all together. Which I think is brilliant, but can we lay out the issue? Because, you know, I, I think here in DC, people are a little like, I don't understand what's happening. There's, a, I mean, there is major attacks against Asian Americans in this country. Um, so, you know, raising awareness is so important. And I'm just sort of curious, you know, like what, what is the hope with this event? I think really it's a moment where Asian Americans, especially um, our generation, we're talking Tim Ma, Kevin Tian, Eric Gruner generation, where, you know, we've been conditioned culturally to really not be outspoken. And um, crimes against our community and a lot of my, in all my, all biopic communities have always existed. And it's really just, I think, culturally Asian. And I say that very broadly because we are all similar, but extremely different. Um, you know, we're just not really outspoken of our needs sometimes. And I think that there's so many layers to, um, you know, Asian minority issues and, and also the relation to other minority issues and how we play a role in those as well. Um, but in general, you know, attacking uh, anybody is terrible and attacking elderly people is terrible. But even here in our own backyard, um, you know, there's been over 30 to 40 robberies and attacks just in the DMV area over the last quarter. So it's, it, it exists here, even though we feel generally like Northern Virginia, District of Columbia, 
Maryland suburbs are pretty liberal, it's very super prevalent here as well. Wow, um, I appreciate you sharing. And the event is on March 25th um, and the tickets are $150 and it feeds two people and every incredible chef in the city that can participate is. Um, so please check that out. Eric, please tell everybody where they can find you on social media and where they can find more information on the Power of 10 initiative. Yeah, uh, my social media is at Eric Bruner Yang, that's Eric with a K. Um, website is powerattendinitiative.com. Um, feel free to donate or just share um, up to you. And um, I think on my Instagram right now is the um, information for the Stop AAPI Hate Dinner. And you can get everything you need there. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for promoting all the stuff on your newsletter, the, the brands we've been sending to you. It's super awesome. Well, and let me just, I'll just explain to people. So Eric Bruner Yang and all of his generosity bought a year of ads on the listareyouwanted.com, but he does not advertise himself because he is too humble. Instead, what he does is he uh, pinpoints an organization that is doing terrific work within the city that maybe doesn't get the kind of spotlight it normally does. Um, and it's been amazing. We worked with walks for, um, uh, walks for Washington and everybody eats. So every month I feature them on this radio show as well. So Eric, thank you for that too. This is Nikki Nellis on industry night, real fun DC. I'm going to take a break, but when I come back, we're going to talk about clubhouse. I'm so excited. It's industry night with Nikki Nellis. Thanks for listening to real fun DC. <sighs> now back to industry night with Nikki Nellis. And we're back on Industry Night on Real Fun DC with me, Nikki Nellis. Uh, if you missed the first part of the show, we did talk with Eric Bruner yang about his Power 10 initiative, one of the great chefs of this city, and he just really has his fingers in so many pots, and he does such incredible work. Um, I'm always uh, grateful that he joins us and shares uh, his story with us and what he's doing. Uh, but now we're going to talk about something that I personally am very, very interested in because I'm sure you're hearing a lot of chatter about Clubhouse, but what is it and why should you use it? And I have to be honest, as if social media isn't enough of a time suck, now we got something more. So in with me today is uh, Rita Goodrow. Um, she is a international speaker. She's a business strategist. She's a success coach, and she is an expert on Clubhouse. Rita, thanks so much for joining us today. Excited to be here. So Rita, let's back up before we hit Clubhouse. Let's talk about, you're an international speaker, you're a business strategist, and you're a success coach. Can you explain what all those things are and how that relates to your business and how you how you make a living? Sure. I, uh, I help entrepreneurs create profit in their business. That's what I do. And so, but that, that involves so much more than just a simple sales strategy. So the success coach coach part is really the mindset, right? Like you need mindset strategy, you need action, you need a whole bunch of stuff in order to be able to be successful in business. And so I help people with the strategy. I'm more like a I think I'm a coach, trainer, consultant, everything you need mixed up together. So sure, I'll ask you some questions to help you find your answers. And I will also tell you some things that you need to do to make a profit in your business. Um, and then I, I speak all over the world around sales and around marketing and visibility and mindset uh, to, to help you get successful in your business. So how do you do that? I'm just sort of curious. I'm just sort of curious about 
like how you do that with a business? Do you take an accounting of what they do and how do you help? I mean, you sound like a therapist for business. Like that's- <laughs> I try to say, I have therapists I refer people to, <laughs> but really it's more like, you know, you could Google anything that you need to Google for the most part. There are YouTube videos or articles around, you know, how to use Facebook or how to use Clubhouse or anything. But that's not the issue people have. It's getting out of their own way to do it. So I kind of provide that support, that accountability to be able to go and implement some of these scary things. But I also help people say, okay, look, here's how you raise your prices or here's what, how you communicate that to people or, hey, here's how you think about putting together offerings or here's how a customer journey works and, and what you need to be thinking about to nurture relationships and let's come up with your content strategy and let's come up with your marketing strategy and let's hit your revenue goals. So it really is like that all over consulting where I come in and I get a handle on where are they in their business? Where do they want to be? And then what are the main goals that we need to move you forward towards in order to make that happen? And then I stay by your side to, I say, I love you and I root for you, but I really root for your goals. Meaning I'm going to hold you firm to doing certain things to be able to reach those goals. Which I, I think accountability is so important when it comes to figuring out your business and having somebody do that with you or for you is really um, important. So now when we talk about marketing strategies, social media winds up in that marketing now. I mean, it's such a necessary evil, whether you're talking about Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, before we even get into Clubhouse, how do you, how do you manage that with people? Because some people like, you know, I mean, listen, I, I'm a part of social media. It is necessary in my business. Um, but you know, my husband doesn't do it at all. My, like I said, my husband doesn't use, uh, social media. So how do you, how do you get people into it? Because it can't, it's so overwhelming right now. It can be intimidating. And how do you make your message loud enough for people to hear? Yeah, I think that, you know, there's so much to unpack when it comes to social media. But the first thing is the reason people are overwhelmed is they're trying to be in all the places. So they're trying to do everything, right? They're like, I have to be on all the platforms. I have to get visibility in all the places. And what they're doing is a disservice to themselves because they're doing a little bit of a lot and your results are equivalent to your actions. So if you're kind of using a platform, kind of okay, kind of consistently doing just a little, you're going to kind of get okay, consistent, you know, slightly consistent, little tiny results. It's much better to pick one and just go all in on it. Like really learn it, learn all the features, show up for it consistently, really build your visibility there in your community. And it will net you back so much more than if you were trying to be on all of the places. And then when you've got that working well, there are ways to repurpose content. There are ways to carry that over, which is what a team is for and which is what delegation is for. So that's important too. But I think really the main thing is you really, people think, going wide is what will get them successful. I need to get as many eyes on me as possible. And really I'm like, just go deeper with the eyes that are already on you. So find where that main platform is that they use, where their attention is that you also happen to love and then find a way to show up that you do love a process. If you don't like writing, you don't have to write posts, do a short video every day. If you don't like video, we can do something else. Like we can find the way to make it work, but you don't have to do all the things in all the places. Well, I think that's really good advice. And uh, you are a hundred percent right in that it's necessary to focus on one thing 
and maybe learn that first. I mean, I, that's really good advice because it is overwhelming. So let's jump into Clubhouse because yeah. I'll be honest, when I got the invite to it, I was like, oh no. Yep. And honestly, since it's this speaking platform, I was kind of like, I already have two radio shows. Like yeah. I'm already talking to people. Why should I be doing this? But let's back up because I'm just complaining now. Let's <laughs> talk about uh, what is Clubhouse. Sure. Clubhouse is an audio only platform that I really describe being a conference on an app, meaning you log into the app and you see this list of rooms. And so that would be the equivalent of like if you were at a conference, breakout sessions, right? Workshops, maybe a social happy hour, maybe some speakers, panel discussions. Uh, you could go to the dance club. You could go to the piano bar and listen to a piano player, right? Like there are all of these things going on and it's just happening in the form of an audio only app, except what you see in your hallway, which is what they call it when you log in the, log into Clubhouse, is different from what other people see because what you see is curated for you based on who you follow and what your interests are. So it's like going to a conference that was created full of conversations, events, and opportunities that you would love. And it was made specifically for you. But now it's on an audio only app where you can do all of that by listening in your pajamas. <laughs> you don't have to be on video. And that's the kind of the, I think in this Zoom fatigued world, that's the appeal of it right it now. It is a very good appeal. So, but let's talk about like, so you have to get invited. So it's like, it has the allure of being exclusive, but I don't know anybody who has It's not really exclusive anymore. I mean, it, invites are very easy to come by and they're about to open it to everybody. Um, you do have to be an Apple user currently and you have to have an invite. So those are the, the restrictions, but the Android team is hard at work. They say they're going to release it in just a couple of months. And, um, and at that point, I think it won't be invite only anymore. It'll be open to everybody. Well, that makes uh, sense. I mean, you want to grow the platform. Um, but so, but when you log in and you become a part of it, you have to create a bio. What's the deal? Um, what's the deal with emojis? Why? Why do I have to have emojis in my bio? It's weird. I don't. I don't have emojis in my bio. I mean, I think I put a coffee cup in mine. But I just want to tell you, somebody told me that I had to have emojis. That there was something about that. You don't, but they're searchable. So here's the thing. Your bio is searchable, meaning there's a search. You, there's a way you can find people and you can find people by name or by keyword, right? So I could search uh, Pinterest and pull up anybody that has Pinterest in their bio, but emojis are also searchable. So if I put like a coffee cup, I'd pull up everybody else that put a coffee cup in their bio. So um, some people search by emojis, not many people do. And really only the first three lines of your bio are searchable anyway, or it might now be the first two lines. So you, if you don't like emojis, the key to Clubhouse is to show up as your authentic self. And if you are not the person that would normally put emojis everywhere, then don't put emojis anywhere. It's not going to change your Clubhouse experience. Okay. Well, that is very good advice. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to use it and how you become a player on Clubhouse. This is Nikki Nellis, Industry Night on Real Fun DC. Did you know you can ask Alexa to talk to me? Just say, hey, Alexa, turn on Real Fun DC and she'll put it on. And then you can ask for me, Nikki Nellis on Industry Night. We'll be back in just a sec. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Thanks for listening to Real Fun DC. 
Serving up thought for food. Now back to Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. And we're back on Industry Night with Nikki Nellis on Real Fun DC. Uh, we are talking Clubhouse. Have you been invited? Sounds like everybody's been invited. I'm with uh, my guest, uh, Rita Goodrow, who is an expert on lots of things, but especially Clubhouse. Uh, so Rita, when you got on Clubhouse, how did you figure out what to do with it and how you could maximize it for you and your business? Yeah, I had no idea what was going on the minute I got into Clubhouse. I was like, I don't get this app. I don't understand it. I said, but I'm going to figure it out because everybody's going to be asking me about it. My clients are going to ask me about it. So I might as well figure it out. So the first thing I did is there's always at least one room in your hallway that's an orientation room. And so I found that room. I logged into it. And I just listened and I learned everything that I could around the, what, from the questions people were asking around, well, what are the features and what, and I started taking notes going, okay, like, instead of me trying to figure it out on my own, I just really invested a little bit of time in figuring out how are other people using the platform. So after the orientation, when I learned, you know, how to navigate the app a little bit, then I said, you know what I'm going to do instead of trying to jump in, which a lot of people try to jump in and start leading their own talks and immediately create their own rooms and bring their own presentations. And there, I said, I'm going to learn the culture. Every social media app has its own culture. So I'm like, I'm going to learn the culture. I'm going to see how other people are showing up, what it's about. So for the first week, I just listened. I just went into different rooms that were all different types to figure out how are people leading them? What kinds of conversations are, are happening? What do I like? What do I not like? And then I did one room. I remember it was by myself. I started a room and like nobody came like into my room. I forget what the topic even was. I think it was just like a meet and greet room. And about 10 minutes into it, my friend popped up and she's like, I see that you're sitting here by yourself. And because she joined me, then other people started joining. And we had like a nice little impromptu networking like group event for like 50 minutes or so. And I said, okay, okay. I see the addiction here. I see what, what happens. And so I just started showing up with my own networking group every day is how I did it. I just gave a space for people to come and talk about themselves because I thought who doesn't like to talk about themselves? Surely people will come into this room and right. they, they did. And so that's where I started. And now I do all kinds of things on the app, but listening, go in, listen, learn, see what other people are doing, see what conversations your audience wants, you know, what, what they're going to, what other people are attracted to and figure out how you can show up on the platform. Well, that's my question. So I, I like your advice of listening because that does make sense because you should listen to what people are doing as a way to figure out what, what, you know, A, what you're interested in and B, how you can sort of turn it around and make it your own. Right. Yeah. But so you said something specific, like my first time on there, um, I was listening and it was really uh, interesting. And what I heard was is a friend of mine who's not in my industry, he's in a totally other industry, but he invited me in. And what I saw was he was leading a panel discussion. There was maybe 60 or 70 people in the room and he um, tagged somebody to come up on the panel and he didn't know this person. Yes. But what he said was, hey, I see you're a, a blah, blah, blah. And um, that sounds like you would bring something of interest. But what I saw was, oh, this is like LinkedIn. He's like, I like what you do. And I want to know you. I want to know you. Yeah, that is a good way to, I mean, it's a relationship building app 
and not so like if I want to hear this show I just can go listen to it on my favorite podcast player or you know wherever and listen to it I could listen to it at two times speed if I wanted to right to get so it's not a like it's to me clubhouse is not about consuming training or even podcasts or even there are other places if I wanted to I can go to YouTube I can go to this is a relationship building tool so it's about engaging the audience allowing them to come up and ask questions like allowing them to interact or give their thoughts or creating a stage to showcase them or and that is the power of clubhouse relationships build quickly people that it would have taken you 18 introductions four emails to get to a zoom to get to a whatever to realize we love each other and we're meant to collaborate for life happens in 10 minutes on clubhouse there's just something about the platform and who it attracts that the people who are showing up from a good place around creating authentic relationships and giving value, they're open for it. That's why they're there. They want that. So they will, and, and the pinging feature, like you said, pulled somebody up on stage, I can ping other people into a room. So if somebody was talking about something and, and they needed help and I knew you were the expert, I could send you a ping and say, you need to get in here right now because this person needs to get to know you. And because you trust me, you're gonna say, I need to go in there right now. And then boom, I can make a connection happen like that. That's the power of the, if you're looking at it as a marketing platform, you're going to miss the boat on Clubhouse. If you're looking at it as a connection building, relationship building platform, you are going to have incredible opportunities come to you on Clubhouse. That is really interesting because I have been, I haven't been on it, but I've been, got an alert saying you need to be in here. And I'm like, I can't, I, I'm in yeah, Sometimes you can't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, um, but I've never really I've never really engaged in that way. And I see the value of that. That does make a lot of sense. Because sometimes, you know, while I'm listening, I sort of bop around a little bit. And it it seems like there's a lot of the same, in, my, in the hospitality industry, it seems like there's a lot of the same conversations happening. Um, and, you know, but I think your point is well taken. You are there to listen, to learn, but you're really there to network. To network. And, and. I think since, since your experience is curated by the people you follow, it's really important that you break out of your network, your own network, and follow other people outside of your network that will lead you to other conversations and people that you would not necessarily see. So I didn't immediately follow everybody that I normally follow on other social media platforms. I didn't follow them on there. I said, no, I'm here to get into new networks, new spaces, new conversations. Like when people from the hospitality industry, I might say, cool, do you go to so-and-so storytelling room so you can learn how to tell better stories? So when you're talking about your restaurant, for example, like there's a new way of generating excitement and interest. And they're like, oh no. And I'm like, that's not showing up in my hallway. Okay, cool. You need to go follow this person. So those conversations show up. Are you following the CEO of whatever company to learn how they're building brand awareness and creating brand advocacy, know them, follow that CEO. So a lot of people just follow the same people that they follow in their normal networks. But for Clubhouse, I think getting out of your networks and getting even out of your industry into other industries will generate when you're listening, some ideas of, oh, I see how I can apply that over here that I never thought of before because you're not in an echo chamber. Now you're listening to new people, new ideas and new concepts. So really explore 
who's on the app and kind of get out of your normal social networks that way. That's excellent advice. I mean, I'm taking that advice personally. That's excellent advice. Cause I do feel like every time I'm following the same people, yep. right? So I'm sort of hearing the same things over and over again. And it just, it's just unappealing. So given your, your business and how you do Clubhouse, how do you now engage with it? Now that you know how it works and you're yep. you know evolving with it as it grows, um, how do you use it? Yeah. So you kind of fall into not, I don't want to say like a click, but you definitely find people when you're exploring and networking, like who resonate with you, who are new spaces and new places. So I actually don't lead as many rooms as I'm a part of. So people will invite me to be a guest or a panelist or a co-moderator now because I've built up trust. They know I can lead a good room, that I'll be a good guest. Um, so I'm in more in other people's spaces more than I am my own, but I do lead a room about public speaking, for example. That's I'm a speaker and I love to give value to people who are wanting to use speaking as part of their business. And so I've curated a panel of some of the top speakers and experts in the speaking industry. And we come together every Thursday for two hours and just open Q&A with people who are wanting to. So that's not only helped me just give value, which obviously has built my following and has people reaching out to me to say, could I work with you? Could you help me build this arm of my business? But now I'm I'm collaborating with others. From a, from a financial standpoint. Like from a financial standpoint. Oh, I've made money from club. Yeah, I've made money from people who have hired me from Clubhouse. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But, but I've also gotten speaking engagements that are paid because other people have heard me speak and say, oh, I'd love you to come speak. But also the networking I do with other speakers, now they're saying, hey, Rita, I think you would be great for this speaking engagement, right? These are speakers that I might not have ever had access to or would have it would have taken me forever to cultivate a relationship. But now we've built this really deep relationship from showing up on this app all the time together and taking the conversations outside of the app. That's the other piece. When there are people that you're like, yes, this is somebody I want to cultivate a relationship with, move into a message, ask if they can talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, send a voice message, say, hey, I heard how you showed up in this room. I really loved what you had to say. If you ever want to connect, like I'm here, what's the easiest way? Just five minutes of your, of your time, but no pressure. People will respond if they want to respond back to you and like connect with you. And again, it's that power, right? So now I've gotten speaking engagements from other speakers because I've helped showcase them on my stages and built relationships. I've gotten clients because they just hear how I answer questions around like this, sales, marketing, clubhouse. Somebody will go, Rita, I need your help. How can I, how can I work with you? How can I hire you? And that's happening like at record pace in clubhouse, right? So the ability to give value, connect people, networking opportunities. My podcast has grown. My guests have elevated on my own podcast because of who I'm meeting in clubhouse, but also I'm getting booked on more podcasts than I ever have because what app is going to draw podcasters? An app where you talk, right? Like what's going to draw speakers? An app where you get to speak all the time. But I mean, it really is quite incredible what's happening on there. If you take the time to stop looking at it as I'm going to go pitch my products or services and look at it as who is there here who I need to know or who other people in my world need to know and how can I start building these relationships with them? Right. Well, I think you mentioned something earlier that was, I think my pause was that I didn't want to start. I never want to throw a party and not have anybody show up. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's really, um, it says a lot about you that you're like, yeah, it was just me there. And I just hung out and my friend came in. Um, 
I was like doing the dishes. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, well, whatever. I'm going to do the dishes anyway. I can just like sit in this room for 15 minutes while I, I do the dishes. And if nobody comes, nobody comes. I learned then though, that when you have two people start a room together, that's when it get, gets broadcasted out. So the reason nobody came was because it, nobody got broadcasted out that I had well, started what a room. You broadcast it out. What that so mean? it tells your followers, anybody who's following you, Rita started a room, right? But only if I have at least one other person on stage with me at that moment, it will send the alert out. Rita's doing this room and you can join her in this room. I didn't know that then, but, but my advice for people, cause a lot of people are worried about, well, what if no one comes? I'm like, well, have some other work to do, have something that you didn't waste any time. Like you're doing, you don't have to be on video. So you're doing something right. else. And if but nobody you know, comes talking vanity here, this yeah, is right. totally ego and vanity. That's yeah. And nobody knows if nobody comes. Nobody knows because nobody's there to know that nobody came. But also you can you can find people like me and you. I would say, hey, let, let me help you start a room. Right? A lot of people who are established on there now are more than happy to help new people start a room. So it's like, I'd, I'd moderate a room with you. Let's get it going, right? Like, so then you know, oh, somebody who's been on Clubhouse is gonna do a room with me. They probably have a following who's gonna come in. And then uh, if you have more people, then their followings will come in. If you have a great panel and then it builds over time, right? So collaboration with other people is a really great thing on Clubhouse and it makes it easier anyway. Who wants to do it all, all the, the lifting all by themselves? Right, well, I think that's a great point. And collaborations, I feel like collaboration is sort of I know everybody thinks um 2020 was the the term was pivot but I really think collaboration was also the word because everybody had to work together right yep. and find new ways to uh use up you know create new things together yes and, and clubhouse is an excellent example of that so as we just sort of round out the show a little bit you know what are some examples of how people you know like in the food industry hospitality industry, what were some recommendations for them specifically that you'd be like, here's how to do it because I'm seeing, I'm seeing some chefs on there. I'm seeing more food media on there, which makes sense to me. Um, but I, you know, I don't know if people really understand what they should be sharing and how they should be sharing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? What would your yeah. advice be? So it depends on I think like anything, you have to have the end of mind. So like, what are you trying to achieve in that moment? And then how can Clubhouse become a tool that you use to achieve it? So I know that a bunch of chefs were just doing a couple of fundraisers for people in Texas who were in a lot of, you know, in a bad way because of the storm. And there have been a couple of other things that have been going on and they collaborated by doing a fundraiser. They actually collaborated with other celebrities and stars and who are already floating all over this app and brought them together to do like audio only performances and people made donations and they raised money so that they could go and purchase the food that they needed to provide to the people and use their kitchens, right? So an awareness tool, it brings awareness to causes and ideas. It can bring um, collaborations and connections, it, but also brands are using it in general. So restaurants, hotel chains, you, they can now sponsor. So they might hook up with somebody and say, can we sponsor your room? <laughs> like if we, like we Kit Kat, we'll I'm making all of this up. None of this has happened. Right. That, that we'll sponsor MC Hammer to come in and talk about X, Y, and Z because, and then MC Hammer will say, this is sponsored by Kit Kat, right? And he's getting paid, but he's bringing in whatever. I know that the, um, 
the founder of Cinnabon did the best thing ever when she came onto Clubhouse. She started giving everybody free Cinnabons. She was like, who wants free Cinnabons? For two weeks, she did that. She just mailed free Cinnabons to people and the entire app, all they could talk about was Cinnabon. They were like, did you get your Cinnabons? Oh my, like in the rooms, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here eating my Cinnabons. And you're like, are you kidding me? This is incredible. That, that is brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I, my mind is completely blown at the moment. Like that brilliant. is brilliant. Wine shops, wine, wineries, vineyards from all over, they're doing virtual tastings, right? So they're saying like, um, I was on there and I think it was the daughter of Robert Mondavi was in a wine room that I hopped into and she was leading like a tasting of some wines from some of her wineries. So this had been advertised. People had bought the wines. They had the little tasting kits at their house and she was guiding them with other like big winemakers. Yeah, I, so I saw that one because Nadine Brown, who's a local SOM, she was on it. That's, you know, it's interesting. I saw that. And, you know, so because of COVID, there's been all these virtual programming, yep. right? You know, so you can order uh, a baking kit from Buttercream Bake Shop. You can order uh, cocktails from uh, Republic Restorative or, you know, or the makings of a cocktail and they'll send you the kit and then you can do it with them online or over Zoom or there's yep. a video or whatever. But this, the clubhouse takes it to the next level. It does. And it's global. It. And I mean, the, right. again, it's the quality of people and how quickly you're taught. Like you, there's something, some, there was a CEO, I won't, I won't say her name because she didn't get permission, but there was a CEO of a big company in a room that I was in. And she said, I'm going to tell you right now why it's so easy to build quick relationships in this app. Because I'm sitting here on my couch in a robe with my hair wrapped up, having fresh out of the shower and a towel, right? Like drinking wine, a mask on my face, talking to you like I would my best friend, right? There's something about like the casualness that these conversations in the environments where they're happening, right? People aren't dressed up, sitting in a chair, like looking at a camera, having to be professional. They're like holding their dog or playing with their kid. Or, and they feel like, I think faster. I'm just talking to somebody I know. I'm talking to my best friend. So the relationships go deeper for that reason, right? So if you think about it, like there's a lot of power to voice. That's why podcasts work so well. You binge a podcast, you feel like Nikki's my best friend. I listened to Nikki talk for the past three days. Like I feel like I know her, but she doesn't know me. But in this app, you could know them. Right. You could talk with them and know them. That's the difference. Well, I, on that note, I mean, I think we've just like hit the high point. Yeah. Stand at Clubhouse. So um, Rita, you said you had a podcast. What's it yes. called? It's called the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Okay. And I'm sure it can be found on all podcasts. Yeah. On all, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can okay, great. And how else can we follow you and keep up with all you're doing? Sure. Well, I'm at Rita Goodrow on like every social media platform, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and of course, Clubhouse. Okay, um, and I- your last name because people- yes. Spell it wrong. It's G-O-O-D-R-O-E, Rita Goodrow, G-O-O-D-R-O-E. And I also have a Facebook community called The All-In Entrepreneur. So if you search The All-In Entrepreneur on Facebook, it'll pull it up as the only group and you can join that and join the fun there too. Oh my God, you are so busy. You amaze me. Uh, Rita Goodrow, uh, thank you so much. I feel completely um, invigorated to like really jump into Clubhouse and uh, get on and um if we want to follow you on Clubhouse, yep. we can just click the 
You can just search my name. I'm the only Rita. I think I literally, I did a search once. I think I'm the only Rita Goodrow in the entire world. I'm not even kidding. At least in the United States in public records, I'm the only Rita Goodrow. So if you search for Rita Goodrow on Clubhouse, I'm going to be the one you find. Okay, great. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, wasn't that an amazing interview? I learned so much about Clubhouse and I'll be honest with you. I was really reticent to jump in. First of all, I need another time suck like a hole in my head, but also um, it's a little scary trying something new, but Rita really gave us the real 101 of Clubhouse and how to listen first and uh, slowly dip your toes in the water. But it's it does seem to be an amazing networking tool. I'm totally into it and I can't wait to uh, get back into it. Also, a special thanks to Eric Bruner yang that guy is such a mensch. For those of you who don't know what that means, it just means he's such a good guy. He's doing so much uh, between uh, his restaurant involvement, his help in the community, and his Power 10 initiative. So please check both Rita Goodrow and Eric Renu Yang and stay in touch with what they're doing, whether uh, online or via social. And I want to thank you for joining me on Industry Night on Real Fun DC. As always, an absolutely delicious show. Quick reminders, Passover and Easter are coming up. Your spring is indeed getting activated. So check out the list or you want it.com for all those details. Of course, follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and now Clubhouse. Um, and I know the light is at the end of the tunnel. I do believe the pandemic is slowly, finally coming to an end, but you still need to wear your mask. You still need to socially distance and you still need to hand sanitize. In fact, body sanitize. Do it all uh, and be safe out there. And of course, have a delicious week. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Real Fun DC.